0: Welcome to Unknown Persists. Today on the podcast, we have Ava Verbeek, a freelance photographer and filmmaker from Belgium, and she's now living in Portland. Um, First off, I just want to ask everyone listening a really huge favor, which is to like, subscribe, and please rate the podcast. Any feedback is good feedback and would be really appreciated. Okay, So I can't wait for y'all to hear this interview, Ava has been featured in 30 Under 30 for Female Photography, National Geographic Short Film Showcase, her work has been in Environmental Film Festival, Flagstaff Mountain Film Festival, and Life Sciences Film Festival, and plus she's just an overall really cool person, so um, yeah, without further ado, here's her interview. Hello.
1: Hi. So I'm Ayla Rubik. I am 25 years old, and I am from Belgium. I um, grew up on the countryside in the north of Belgium and um, have been traveling around the world ever since I was a young girl. My parents took me. my, My dad was a professional runner, and so he had to travel a lot. And so I came along with him um together with my family and so we got to travel I got to travel from a very young age on uh, to various different countries and lived with people there um got to experience culture there mm-hmm. so that was a really big part of my childhood um and and yeah and so that's that's kind of my little introduction yeah there. um so how
0: did you kind of start getting into photography
1: so um as a young kid um I think I was was always very interested in visual things. I love painting and drawing, and I really liked making things with my hands that represented something visual. Mm -hmm. And so um, I went to art school and and did drawing classes and all that. And um, after a while, I um, got really interested in photography, Mm -hmm. and I was very fascinated by it. My grandpa had this, like, old, um, 35 millimeter camera that he took around everywhere. And it was very like, I don't know, it felt like this thing that children weren't supposed to touch. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, and so I, yeah, I was always interested by it and like kind of watching what he did with it. And, um, when I was 13, um, I got my first camera for, uh, Christmas um, which was a really big deal. was yeah. uh, very proud of it. And, um, Do you remember yeah. what kind it was? I'm sorry. Do you remember what kind it was? It was um. Uh, so it was one of the. So I was 13 years old. It was like one of the first digital cameras. Yeah. Um. It was like a really big and chunky Kodak camera with two <laughs> with two um AAA batteries in the back. Yeah. Um, would run out like every every, every yeah, yeah
0: I remember those for
1: sure yeah there's like super chunky and it had like a tiny screen where you can see your photos it's like the most amazing camera to me at the time I was like you can see your photo right away it's amazing yeah. so yeah so that was really yeah that was that was kind of how I started with photography when I got my first camera I like started photographing everything like my surroundings, my family, traveling. It kind of was sort of a visual diary, mm-hmm. I'd say. Um, for a lot of my life, that was how I used my camera. It's just like kind of using it to capture memories and using it to tell, you know, as a diary, to tell stories to myself or yeah. like to have me remember something. Um, and that's kind of how I got into it. And late, Only later on is when I started thinking about, like, well, I really like photography. People do it as a profession. Maybe I should try doing that, too. Right, yeah. And um, and then I got my first, when I was 17, yeah, when I was 17, I got my first um, photography job working as a concert photographer for a music venue nice. um, as an assistant first. And then I started doing the concerts more myself. And then things kind of just started rolling, and I, like, ne- I never thought I would get that camera job, because I had no experience. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I had experience just, like, by shooting myself. But... Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, and so then I started doing projects and started working for businesses, and then kind of things just, kind just of started, out. like, happening a little bit. Yeah.
0: Right. So when you say, um, when you're saying, like, it was kind of like a diary for you, did you, do you still think that's kind of true now with what you're doing
1: that it's kind of like a diary I think like I think photography does in in different ways I think it could be it's like a diary still for me I think that um the personal photos I take of my family and what happens in my day-to-day life very much feels like a diary to me Mm -hmm. um it's that like special moment that you know, you capture on film or photo, that really says something about your day, or about how you're feeling at the time, because, you know, we all go through different things every day, and we're all the same, so we all have ups and downs, and that Mm -hmm. sometimes is not really clear of how we, like, show our lives on social media, but, um, yeah, I think my, my photography definitely still is a diary. Mm -hmm. Um, When I do job, when I do a job, or when I do a Sort of, um, when I do like a photo, a photojournalistic series, um, I really try to take myself out of it mm-hmm. a little more, um, because I used to have a lot of not like a, it wasn't a huge problem, but it was more that I was very much in the series, mm-hmm. which made it very difficult for me to distance myself from it Definitely. or to have to critique it very strongly and be objective Mm -hmm. in a way that you're providing information for other people to view. Mm -hmm. Um, And so now I've got, I feel like I've gotten a lot better at taking myself out of those photos Mm -hmm. um, and trying to like see it from different perspectives and see what someone else who wasn't there needs as information to understand it. So I think my photography in a way is, Is still, like, a journal, but in a way, it very much isn't anymore.
0: Definitely. So can you kind of talk about some of the series that you worked on as far as, like, kind of how you got into it and, like, how each, like, became, like, what the end result sort of was for each of them?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, So my my first photojournalistic series that I did uh, was Age of the Farmer. Um, Age of the Farmer – kind of grew out of me having a first farming experience a couple of years back, like four, four or five years back, back now, which is crazy. Um, and I worked on a farm for a couple of months. I loved it. I love every part of it. Um, I had grown up in the countryside, and I very much knew what um, agriculture was all about, but I did never knew it would, it could be so fun. So. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is great. This is amazing. Like, we're working on something. We're doing things for the environment. There's young people with like two college degrees that are working in agriculture. What's their story? This Mm -hmm. is really interesting. And it is happening all across the US but also but especially across the Pacific and Northwest. And so it was like, okay, I like am very interested about this. I really want to make something happen with the subject. So I came home after that experience and I started researching, learned so much about agriculture that Mm -hmm. I hadn't learned working in the field, but just like the history of it, like how does how has it been in the US? Like what has the timeline been of the evolution of agriculture in the u.s and what is this like sort of young agriculture movement all about Mm -hmm. Uh, and so i did that research started looking for people who were young and had a farm Mm -hmm. uh, mainly first generation farmers who um just started a farm and started um doing farm work Mm -hmm. and so i um i researched that and then came up with a huge road trip across mm-hmm. the Pacific Northwest, um, and so I yeah I just like dove into it. I oh I forgot to mention something. So I gave so I gave a I made this story right, mm-hmm. and then I gave a pitch. Um, I like wrote my first pitch to for a news for various newspapers mm-hmm. where I sent I send in um, what I was gonna do. Um, and some of the publications decided to help me financially, um, Mm -hmm. to publish some of the stories. Yeah. So it was a big help. And, um, i had never thought that was going to work out, but Mm -hmm. it worked out. And yeah, that was like the first story I ever did. It was an amazing experience. I learned so much. I'm still working on this project. It's still a project of mine that I go back to. Mm -hmm. Um, it has various sort of sub themes now, um, but yeah, that's the first project I did. That's so. great.
0: Yeah. So when you go, when you go to all these places and do these photojournalism stories, do you feel like you kind of like every time you go, you're changing as a person? Or do you feel like traveling and doing and talking to these people has changed you?
1: I feel like it's definitely definitely been a big learning experience for me. Mm-hmm. Every every sort of Subject I've tapped into in the last years have made me I think a more a conscious person of what I do for the environment how I live my life daily mm-hmm. how I interact with people how I see yeah it it has made me a little it has made me a more open person mm-hmm. um, and it's made me a more conscious person I think that's The most of it but every every traveling experience and every photo experience of or like photo series I've done have made me think a lot about my place on the planet Mm -hmm. and what it means for me to be here Um, that also is very much because of the subjects I mainly photograph Mm -hmm. or the themes I mainly photograph a lot of the time i've been in africa it's been a very humbling experience of recognizing my privilege as a white woman mm-hmm. um, living in a western state um, when i was traveling to colorado and new mexico and um, photographing young farmers dealing with drought problems it made me really realize that if i have the option to take care to do to have to live my daily life with the environment and our cli- or changing climate in mind, then I have to do that. I have mm-hmm. to be very like mindful of how I use water and have to um, think about where I buy my produce from. Um, and so, yeah, that it definitely has changed me. Yeah. yeah, but I think like I think in a good self-reflective way. Yeah. Um, so
0: yeah, yeah, that's great. <laughs> um, no, that's a that's a really good answer. Um, can you tell me about some of the people you've met along the way, especially
1: in your uh, series? Yeah, sure. Um, So, I, well, I've met a lot of people over the years, I think, that over the last couple of years that have had a very, that have had a very, very big influence on me. Um, the first photo, my first photo series, Age of the Farmer, is where I met some of my best friends. Mm-hmm. Um people I work with, uh, daily, um, Mm -hmm. someone who I started a production company with, um, and I don't know, so that was a very, like, kind of life-changing experience for me. The, the other, the other people I met during this series have been, it's really hard to, like, talk about just one person I met, I feel like, um, there's incredible farmers who are um, working not only on the land every day, but mm-hmm. see their work as environmental uh, environmental and social activism mm-hmm. who are working on a small scale organically, thinking about the environment and the soil they're growing on, but also providing healthy and stable work environments for people, right. um, for people who have been... Not able to work in those environments, and so I think uh, one of the farms that I've worked with recently, Stoneboat here in Portland in Hillsboro, has done an amazing program where they provide healthy and stable work environments for Hispanic farm workers, which Mm -hmm. is something that, that historic that now still in the U.S. is a really big problem, and so. So that's been really inspiring. I've met a lot of, um, we did a video on um, Kenyan runners mm-hmm. leading up to the Olympics, which was really, really fun. Yeah, that one was um, so cool. We stayed with um, me and um, my friend and um, co-founder of our production company, Spencer, stayed, stayed at um, a at like the best run with the best runners in the world and like lived in their lived in their homes yeah. which is really fun experience. Um, we did everything with them. Well we I even went for runs with them. Really? Running. Yeah. Which is which is maybe so I, I love to run. I love running. I think running's great, but I'm not that good of a runner. And so <laughs> would you, I would you keep with up with them?
0: The,
1: I'm sorry? Did
0: you keep up with them?
1: Um, so they had a good group, and then they had an injured group, and yeah. I was running with the injured group. I wasn't injured at all, but I, uh, yeah. I it's probably the around the same. Group, which, <laughs> was, which was, which was, surprisingly t- difficult. Yeah, was, like, I'm sure. Geez.
0: They probably still have to, like, go pretty hard.
1: <laughs> yeah, but still pretty, pretty fast. Yeah. Um, so that's been, like, interesting experiences. Yeah.
0: It's almost like you kind of just become part of these, like, different worlds for a little bit while you're with them.
1: Uh, definitely definitely yeah and, and that that has not always been the easiest on myself personally because you change so much right you dive in and you like surround yourself and immerse yourself you become a part of that world because you want to photograph and film every part of it and then you leave yeah, and then you're home, and then you leave again, and so, for the last, I think I've been traveling non-stop the last four years, and so, it definitely has been challenging,
0: yeah,
1: at times, it has been, I'm not saying it hasn't been, like, an amazing experience, humbling, and, like, I'm incredibly grateful I get to do this work, right, but it, but traveling that much and being on the road that much is sometimes challenging. Yeah, definitely. And I,
0: I think that's a big reason why I started this site was like, you know, so many people out there travel and it's amazing and all they want to, a lot of the travel industry is kind of shown as like this perfect, amazing experience when like there's a whole other side that's like hard and like you miss home or you just like are tired or like you're not motivated or things like that. So um, that's kind of like leading into my next question is like, what what challenges have you faced while you're like while you've been doing this like since you started like doing photojournalism?
1: Well, I think there's like different parts that have been challenging. I feel like what is challenging as a photojournalist is how you view your work. Often, or for me, it's been like that. Mm-hmm. I think self reflection and self doubt are a really big part of it at times. Mm-hmm. Um, making work and not really knowing if it is good enough or if it is exactly how you want it to be. But it, that has also been, over the years, a big part of growing as myself, just like as a growing as a photojournalist, that self doubt is a part of it and mm-hmm. that it not necessarily is a bad thing. Um, But that is the thing that we that I kind of had to go go through. And by surrounding myself with people who work in the industry, people who travel a lot, people who work as photographers, Mm -hmm. who know that sometimes you don't you like we're gone for weeks and you come back and you don't really like anything you shot. Mm -hmm. So. It's the thing that like when you surround yourself with people who understand that sort of mental state, they, that community helps you grow out of those feelings Mm -hmm. and help you grow out of it. So that for the next, the next thing you can do, you have that in mind and you shoot in a different way. You Mm -hmm. grow out of it. And I think in the beginning of traveling and being a self thought female photographer traveling often alone in across the world being alone in those feelings was really very difficult for me Mm -hmm. and when I got out of that by surrounding myself with people who understood that feeling Mm
0: -hmm.
1: now I feel more confident Mm -hmm. in my abilities to grow even though I still have like I like still have self doubt about my photos and definitely. I think that's a healthy thing to have Oh, definitely. we we have to we have to self-reflect and see work you make and be like hmm I don't know I think this could be better mm-hmm. so next time next time I'll do it differently and i will yeah. like do this and this and this differently and so that's how that's what and tough but has been good at the same time
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and I think that's like that's kind of sums up like the whole experience in general
0: yeah I guess definitely and so has there ever been a point when you've kind of wanted to quit or you've just been like so over it <laughs> just
1: like... um, I, I don't think that I've I don't think I've ever wanted to quit like really like not do it anymore mm-hmm. because it feels this profession in doing photojournalistic work, film and photo work, feels like it's something that I'm going to do, that it feels like something I have to do. Yeah, or
0: it's, like that you're like, it's like your arm, like you need it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like my way to deal with things sometimes. Yeah. It's like, it's. I see all those things and I feel like, oh, it's my, okay, so I know how to use these mediums. I think this is an important story. I feel like I have a sort of responsibility Mm -hmm. to tell this story because that person can't do that or like doesn't have the time to tell the story. And it's important. Like no, no girl, no 15 year old old girl with a 45 year old husband and two children has time to take a camera and say like, my situation is really bad. Yeah. I like I like want people to know about this. And so I feel I feel a sort of responsibility as a as a person who grew up in the West, who has the ability to travel, is trusted to travel and gets money from publications to tell stories. I feel like I have a responsibility to tell those stories. And so quitting sometimes I mean I've toyed with the idea of like, what else could I do? But I don't know, that's only I feel like in difficult moments or in Mm -hmm. moments that have been like, really hard on me, on myself, just because the situations have been really emotional. And, but other than that, I think, I think, just as what I said before, self doubt, and questioning mm-hmm. what you wanna do or what you're doing is a really big part of it. Yeah. And I feel like almost every photographer I've met along the way, even if they're have even if they've studied photography before, mm-hmm. everyone has this and mm-hmm. everyone questions their Definitely. photos. And I think it's important for other people that try to do this and wanna do this and are doing this mm-hmm. to know that there are people very much like themselves, or, question, or questioning their photography or what they're doing all the time.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah. Do you th- think being a woman in this industry has, have you like noticed it, or has it been challenging at times?
1: Definitely, it's been very challenging. Mm-hmm. At, at times, it's been very challenging to be a female photographer. Female photographers, especially in photojournalism, are a minority not a lot of photojournalists are female Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. a lot of male photographers get paid more than female photographers and that is not even being said like then you have different you even in that category have different different inequalities Mm -hmm. you have female photographers but then you also have female photographers of color who have an even harder time Mm -hmm. and so it's it definitely you can still feel sexism in the photo industry and specific examples of that are when i'm traveling with male colleagues i would say something or i give direction to Mm -hmm. something as a director And I'm not listened to or often ignored. I am pushed out of conversations Mm -hmm. sometimes um, as the person who is leading the project, which is really fun at times. Not so much, uh, yeah, (sighs) Yeah, and so when I, like, yeah, when I ask a question... No one, no one answers me and my male colleague asks mm-hmm. the same question and gets an answer right away right. that feels very very frustrating that's a very frustrating feeling
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it, as someone who com- wants to come up for her rights and for the rights of other female photographers I have spoken up in that way mm-hmm. um And I try to do, I try to do that consistently, but sometimes it gets, like, tiring.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It almost feels like a disconnect because as photojournalists, you're, like, you are giving voices to people. And so it feels like it's frustrating that you're not getting that as the photojournalist, like, from other people. Like, it's almost like a huge disconnect, but... Yeah, even yeah. like um, some of I do video and I'm also a graphic designer and like even in that field as something that is predominantly women in graphic design you still feel like you're like pushing but cuz most creative directors are men and so it's kind of crazy how that but it's very frustrating.
1: It uh, is very frustrating. And I think I think we all need to talk about this and I think mm-hmm. it's definitely something that we have to you know, we have to acknowledge, and that has to be, you know, pushed in people's faces, and be like, hey, this is still happening, it's 2017, and women are not being listened to in creative mm-hmm. professions, mm-hmm. and that is still tough, I know it's a male-dominant profession, especially photojournalism, <sighs> but you know, that doesn't mean that that can't change. Definitely. Because it, hasn't, it has not been that way, I mean, I feel like Women have a very strong voice, and we, as if we as females, have this sort of different perspective on certain things. Sometimes, mm-hmm. because we are a woman, and if you are photographing or filming um, specifically like women's rights in Africa, for example, you as a woman photographing that have. You have a different perspective as a male photographing Definitely. it, Definitely. because you understand it in a mm-hmm. different way, mm-hmm. and that is valuable. And that is, and I'm sure, like male photojournalists have the same have the same thing, you know. Definitely,
0: yeah, and like we all can contribute different. It's 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 beneficial for all. Like, it, there's no reason for it not to be beneficial for everybody. So, yeah, it's yeah. extremely frustrating. Um. So what and this is a big loaded question so i apologize but what are you hoping to inspire in people with your work
1: um i i thought about that a little bit what i what i hope to do with my work i think most i think most of what the things i want to do with my work is have someone see a story that they wouldn't have seen otherwise right have someone See something, and maybe they'll change their actions or they'll change their life a little bit after they've seen something like that, and maybe they won't, but at least they've like they see that it's there, and they see that some of these issues are issues that our world is currently dealing with, and that people in this world are currently facing. And so, I think that is the main thing I want to do with my work is tell is like shed light on stories that otherwise would be untold mm-hmm. and to put people's stories in you know in on a platform that provides that gives them an audience
0: mm-hmm.
1: They give people that have a story to tell an audience and that is I think the main thing I want to do mm-hmm. with um, my photojournalism right
0: and you're working on looking for water now. Is that right?
1: So looking for water is um, a photo series I've done in uh, northern Kenya, mm-hmm. which is um, which is finished now. Um, until I go back, which would be I think like in a year or so.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and right now, I'm working on a new project actually. Um, I'm still working on Age of the Farmer, so I'm still I'm right now for the next couple of weeks I'm doing some uh, interviewing some farmers, mm-hmm. uh, but um, I'm leaving on the first of July um, to drive across uh, 14 different states in the U.S. Wow, that's awesome! And yeah, we're so doing a really big um, trip across the U.S. photographing American identity and American. Wow. Uh, culture mm-hmm. and so, but uh, we'll do. Um, it will be a series of portraits and kind of like uh, American landmarks mm-hmm. uh, and people who live there or live around there or don't live there, mm-hmm. um, and interview them of, about what it means for them to be an American, mm-hmm. um, how it feels to live here, how it, yeah, how they feel about current situations, yeah, how they feel about their environment and Mm -hmm. how it's changed over the last couple of years. So it'll be a really big project. So I'm going to do it nonstop for, I'm going to be on the road for two months traveling, photographing. Uh, What states are you going to? um, So I'm going to go to, so Oregon, so Washington, Oregon, California, uh, Arizona, Utah, uh, New Mexico, I'm probably not going to say them in the right order. I'm sorry for this. Oh, no, you're Wyoming. fine. Wyoming. Um, uh, I said New Mexico, right? And then Texas. Um, Mississippi. Um, Alabama. Uh, Georgia. Uh, North Carolina. South Carolina. Um, West Virginia. um uh, I forgot Florida. Florida, we too. Nice. And then, um, West Virginia, New York, mm-hmm. um, Pennsylvania.
0: Um, I think that's it. Yeah, that's right. amazing. So I'm. I'm actually. I'm from Oklahoma. That's where I was born and raised. And so. Texas and Oklahoma are pretty similar, so I can already tell. I can already like imagine the people you're gonna meet there, and I can like see there's such interesting, interesting people. So you're definitely it's it's so different from anywhere else. So that part of the country, but that's an amazing. That sounds really cool. I'm like I'm like excited for you. <laughs> um, um, so kind of last question, also another broad question. So sorry. <laughs> um. My So my site, I always want it to be kind of, not really necessarily for people who already kind of travel and like see, like, I don't want it to be for the typical like glamorous traveling person. I want it to be for people who are like a little scared or like feel a little stuck. Um, so if you have any advice for people, maybe even just in your like that want to do photojournalism or just want to travel, like any advice on how to kind of get unstuck in that way, if that makes any sense?
1: Yeah, of course. I think being stuck is such a big part of our lives in a way. I think everyone feels that feeling where they're stuck once in a while, Mm -hmm. where you feel uninspired, you feel like you've been doing something and you don't like it anymore, Mm -hmm. or you feel like I've been working on this forever and it's not going anywhere and I don't know what to do with it anymore. And so I feel like my advice – for, or like, from my own experience, I try to take a step back and do some reflection on it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I try to walk away from it a little bit and really designate a kind of like a couple of days, even to go from it, think about it, write maybe write something about it, and then go back to it and see if it serves you. If it doesn't serve you anymore, let it go if you feel like it is something that you really want to do, then just do something new with it and push through. Mm -hmm. And that kind of doing something new with it or doing something new and just, like, pushing through it can maybe, like, help you finish the whole thing that you were Mm -hmm. doing but you couldn't finish. But it just, like, gives you that push to, like, go further instead of being at a wall.
0: Definitely.
1: And I feel like, for me, that has been... The best way to deal with it yeah so
0: awesome.
1: being stuck is is not fun but you get you get through it and if you want to travel and you feel like you want to live a, a life traveling or you want to do um different ways of traveling but you feel scared I just would suggest like talking to people about traveling or like getting people's advice and experiences and that can be so inspiring um, to do something yourself. So, yeah.
0: yeah, awesome. Um, do you? Well, okay, so I lied. One more question. Um, what do you uh, love about what you do?
1: Um, I think I love. I really love meeting people. Mm-hmm. I love learning new things and seeing new places. Although sometimes it's not always comfortable, and it sometimes is a little scary, and not what I'm used to, I always end up going home with an incredible experience, and with something that, with some something new I've learned, something new mm-hmm. I've tasted, a new place I've seen, and new friends, and that is something that I value and mm-hmm. uh, yeah just inc- I like have yeah that I value in an incredible way if I if, if that makes sense oh and totally I, sense. I yeah and so I think that's what I really why I really love what I do I love I love being creative and making things and income that in combination with everything I said just before
0: mm-hmm
1: makes it makes this really what I love to do every day yeah